the second episode of way to go podcast with pedram today our guest i mean my guest is soham mukhtri is that right uh mukhtri mukhtri uh, <laughs> close enough close uh, enough soham mukhtri my friend and so i think we met was it in ucross the first time we met um No, I don't think in New Cross. Really? I think so it was, it was before th- we we became roommates. Yes, it was before we became roommates. Really? Yeah. When yeah. was that? I was trying to think. I I think it, would, it could have been that English class. We took an English class together oh, in spring. Oh, you're right. I yeah. completely forgot about yeah. that. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With that dude, uh, we, wrote, we wrote like... <laughs> <laughs> we wrote letters and yeah, we posted we the letters. letters. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was cool. My dad still has it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I posted mine to a fake address. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just wanted to create. I, I, I didn't even think it would go all the way to Iran. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's just send it. Yeah. I had to submit the receipt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just took a picture of it and sent it. Wow. So, okay. uh, so yeah, we connected from then. I mean, there. And then we became roommates mm. in sophomore year. Flatmates, technically. Right, because there were, yeah, two sides. Yeah. You and uh, Pri-Pri. Yeah, Pri-Pri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and me and Max and the other room. Yeah, and it was so interesting because I um, thought I was going to room with some stranger because they messed up. Our, I was supposed to be with Mo mm. while I was with the first year, but then they messed it up. And then all of a sudden I see Max coming through. It's like... What the heck? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that Max would be come my roommate second year. And it was fun, right? Yeah, it was it was, it was amazing. I mean, time. it was great fun, but also I mean, at the same time, like you guys, you had Max's commitment to uh, athleticism oh, yeah, right, right. and sports. That's the, that's the year I got into rowing too. Yeah, kind of, kind of kept me and Pritam embarrassed. Yeah. Because <laughs> You know, here we thought that me and Pritam were kind of gymming and trying to keep a fit body, yeah, yeah. but I would see you guys, and you guys are on a different yeah, level. Yeah, so. remember we were trying to really get into the soccer team. Yeah, yeah, you and Max. Point. Yeah. And you know what was so unlucky? That that year, they didn't have no tryouts. That exact year, they were like, no, to this year we're not going to have yeah, it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but it was good times. A lot of... Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. I mean, I've told you this before. But me and... So, first of all, you and Max are amazing at football. Thank right? you, thank you. Uh, and mean, me, remember how we played in... Yeah, we played in right? I mean, that was... I was, I was okay in that, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, but me and Pritam always thought, like, how do we, like, compare you and Max in uh-huh. football? Like, uh-huh. you know? And we both kind of... 
kind of agreed on a comparison between Messi and Ronaldo, mm. right? So I'm flattered. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 but 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 the comparison is more of like how you and Max are different, right? Right, right? right. And and we both like thought like you know like like Ronaldo is like the mechanical, right, right, right. perfect body, exactly, uh, athleticism defined. Yeah. And we thought that that was more of Max, yeah, right? Yeah. More like you wake up at 7 a.m., yeah. come in and like like gymming and like amazing on the page, fast very and work very work centric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, Messi is just like you know, just like <laughs> had, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's talented, yeah, yeah. gifted, and yeah, yeah. and we thought like that was more of you, who had yeah, that yeah. bit of more of naturalness the to the game. Thing, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know about yeah. that comparison. Yeah. I'll let Max know. <laughs> How is Max these days? Max is actually in, uh, where is he? Somewhere in Europe. He's, okay. just, he's still going for the soccer dream. Okay. Yeah, he's trying to go pro there. But, yeah, hopefully best wishes for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if you're in contact with him, tell him I wish to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. So, so. So, um. So, the word of this episode, what do you think it is? You have no idea. It's international. <laughs> is it English? No, me and you, me and you kind of connect with it. No, international. Oh, that's the word? Yeah. Oh, okay. International. Because I think it's so underrated nowadays and maybe overused or the meaning is not like that paid attention mm. to that much mm. but I want to fo- bring that out you know okay being international you know cool thing yep okay so also I want to kind of you to introduce yourself your I don't know where you're from your age basic things what you're into yeah so I think Pedramorali has said my name is Soham Mukherjee yeah. uh, I'm uh, 23 years old I'm uh, from India and I came to study uh, in the States in 2015 for college. Uh, undergraduate, uh, I pursued economics and finance. So after my four years uh, in college in Philadelphia, uh, I then uh, started living in New York and that's where I'm currently based in, New York City. Uh, and I currently work uh, in the field of economic consultancy. Um, and in terms of like what I'm into, I think since you say sort of the word international, um, since I've been from India and I've been in New York, I've been in New York, I've been in the US, I think I would say I'm a very city-oriented person. Uh-huh. So um, when I was born in India, there was a city called Calcutta, okay. which is one of the four you know, metropolitan-defined cities of India. So it's one of the four largest and kind of administratively most important cities in India. So that's where I grew up in, uh, that's where I was born, then I shifted to Bombay, or Mumbai, which is Is considered... uh, Yeah, Bombay and Mumbai are the same thing. Uh, Bombay is kind of the British name, Mm, and Mumbai is the Indian name. Um, So that's where, and and Bombay and Mumbai, for for more context, is considered like the New York City of India. When did you move there? uh, So I moved there when I was around seven years old. Seven so, years old. Wow. Yeah, six, seven years old. Uh, so, so Bombay slash Mumbai is is considered the New York City of India. Mm. So it's the financial hub of mm. India. Um, and so after then, I lived there for a period of like ten years, and then I shifted uh, to a city called Gurgaon, mm. which is very close to Delhi, 
uh, Delhi is the capital of India, of course, uh, and Delhi is a big city. And and Gurgaon kind of being very close to Delhi, what has happened is a lot of uh, companies and MNCs have opened their offices in Gurgaon mm-hmm. uh, because it's close to Delhi, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of space and you know ample like area available. So Gurgaon became a very corporate hub kind of right. city, but. You know, again, very close to Delhi, so I would you know visit Delhi a lot. Um, and then for college, I came to Philadelphia. How come did you? What was the process like of you deciding to come to America? And uh, yeah, was so it like a whole your decision or your family also was. Yeah, I think it was a joint decision. Uh, my brother actually uh, had also come to US to yeah, study, yeah. so that was a big plus. Uh-huh. Uh, and seeing such a positive experience of his. Uh, we kept U.S. as an option, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you know we are very clear about we'll be applying to U.S. and if something happens, if something works out, then it works out, right? So it was a very, uh, very mutual decision, I would say. Uh, and then at the end, you know, evaluating all the options and evaluating what I'm going to study and evaluating very importantly the financial aspect of it, we thought that this would be uh, a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to go with it. And again, it was very mutual. Um, and so, yeah, so I came down to Philadelphia, uh, again, a major city uh, of US. And then I you know, spent four years in Philly. And then I went to New York City, which is yes. the city. Uh, I'm a bit biased, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> Big which, example. Which is, you know, like... Uh, uh, What's uh, that thing, the New York City of mind? Yeah, uh, and by state of, of uh, mind, <laughs> city that never sleeps, <laughs> Big Apple, you know, yeah. so many nicknames. So, so I would say, like in terms of international, in terms of my education, I've been in big cities, mm, kind of yeah. everywhere, and so I am a very city-oriented person. Yeah, same. Uh, so I like, I love taking subways. You know, like that's a city-oriented thing. Yeah. Um, I love being in crowded areas. It's a city-oriented thing. I love. The hustle and bustle of cities. I, I love the resources city. Right. Um, I've been to suburbs. My brother, for example, currently uh, studies in Virginia Tech, uh-huh. which is in a very small college town, and I've right. been there multiple times. And it's good it's to just visit, but it's just not my thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I get it. So let's move on to the. Let's dive deep in the childhood thing and mm. everything. So, what's the first thing you remember about childhood? Like the first. You know, a vivid, oh, wow. yeah. Um, memory or image. Vivid memory. I mean, we used to have a in my house where I used to live. Then this was in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a kind of like a toy bike, you know. Yeah. And I think I used to ride that bike around, the toy bike inside the house. Wow. Um, you love that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the reason why I remember it is because when I was on that bike, I would see like a forward motion, like because I'd like ride the bike in the house. I'd like, like I, I, I always would see a forward motion and a rightward motion and a leftward motion, right. uh, like a like a like a movie, right? Like a movie is being filmed yeah, through camera, yeah. right? But you had no sense of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I just don't. I just, just don't. like the vision. Or yeah, it's like more of like a vision. Feeling it gave you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's like the earliest, earliest thing I I can. How old do you think were you? I don't know. Uh, two years. Wow! Wow! You remember around? I think I do. Too. Maybe three. I do remember. 
But but there are but there are some uh, things of my childhood which are pretty funny, which I was told later on, and mm. which you know glimpses come to my mind that yeah this happened. So I think like a child starts speaking normally by the age of one, somewhere around one, so somewhere around twelve to eighteen months I think is is the period. Uh, I didn't start speaking until I was like almost three years old, and you didn't speak. So here's the funny thing. I didn't. I didn't speak. Yeah. And there's a big mystery of whether like, I I didn't know how to speak. It had not developed, or I knew how to speak and I just didn't say a word. Wow. And and you know it's getting very serious because there was a point when I was almost nearing three years old and the doctor said that if he doesn't speak, <laughs> we have to do an operation. Oh my god. Yeah, because you know this is On very what? unnatural. On, on something on the larynx or something because it's very really unnatural and, and, and it's not like I, I didn't say a single word like like not a single word came out from my mouth oh nothing nothing not even sound I think I think sound came out but n- nothing more than that wow so no like you know you hear that no word nothing no 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 word no no wow. maybe sound I think came out so so that is that is a very like you know worrying thing and and that's when I think back mm-hmm. to this question. Now you're so talkative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. I'm trying to make up for that. <laughs> I feel like I had the capacity to speak. Uh, I just didn't speak. Yeah, I don't want, know why. Yeah, you want to save it up. Learn the whole language first. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. But now I'm trying to make up for those three years of loss. So I, so I talk a lot. Uh, what language, by the way, is your mother tongue? So my mother tongue is Bengali. Bengali. Uh, yeah. Is that the main language? No. Yeah, you I know? mean, yeah. So when I was born, that's the main language. In the whole India? Instruction. Not of all India. So in your in my state, state, in my state, it's a regional language, but it's a very big, dominant Is regional language. Is there any similarities between between Bengali and the Hindi? Yeah. So Hindi is like more of the nationwide language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the same script. So same they follow script. the same script. Different pronunciation. Different pronunciation. Oh. So you know, you could you could like there are here and there words which are like kind of like uh, yeah it's similar sounding in Hindi we say it with a certain twist or certain uh, emphasis on a certain part Uh, some rules of grammar here and there are different but yeah yeah Yeah. what is the like darkest or the most painful thing you remember from childhood Um, like a bad experience that stuck with you I'm trying to think back a lot because because yeah. there are certainly bad experiences, but they happen later on. Yeah, I don't think that qualifies. Well, the last guest he mentioned a health issue he had, so he started vomiting blood after eating cereal. For me, I thought about like the fights I had. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so I was such an angry kid back uh, in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I would never. That I would never such a contradicting thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, you know, I'm struggling a bit to remember uh, to go back in the childhood, in the childhood area yes, and think because back. Yeah, now it's I think most mostly we don't do that. We don't think much of it. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I there's suddenly like there definitely like negative moments much more to come to my mind. But but again, I wouldn't put them in the bucket of happening in the childhood time. You know, they're more of like when I'm six, seven, eight years old, yeah, ten years old. Yeah, childhood. 
<laughs> you were a child then. Yeah. Seven, eight is still a child. I mean, I was thinking more like if I can imagine something at like three, four years old. No, no, old, no. You, know? you don't want to be that back. Yeah. That, that's, that's I mean, I remember like a physically painful mm. moment. And I still have this, I still have the mark of that on my foot. Right. So, so what happened is, you know, like, you know, like sometimes like shoes, mm. certain like, sometimes like, especially outdoor shoes. Yeah. Some like particles like enter the shoe because they're right, like, right, you know, right, constantly right. walking outside and these are very, you know, undefined like particles, mm. like which just come out from the street and, and fall into your shoe. I remember that uh, I was in my house and this is in Bombay. I was like around maybe like nine, ten years old or something. And first I was playing with some toys or something and I was near the shoe rack, mm-hmm. right? And so because in the shoe rack, there were a lot of shoes kept. So there was all the dirt from like, you know, outdoor, you know, stuff like over there. The particles would kind of fall from the shoe onto the ground, right? And there was like this one silvery particle yeah. It was very sharp. Uh-huh. And it like fallen from the shoe. And again, I don't know what this particle is. It's somewhere entered the shoe. I don't know where, but it was there, right? And it was falling on the ground. And what happened is, I, and since I was playing with the toys, I was like kind of kneeling. Yeah. And my foot, uh, the front portion of my foot, yeah. uh, kind of landed on that particle. Mm-hmm. And, and the particle was very sharp. So immediately when my foot, and my foot is very soft, I was just like, you know, nine, ten years old, a moment like that, you know, that foot and the particle like got into contact, the particle kind of made a dent, like it kind of pierced through the foot, right? And I I felt a prick, but I didn't know like what it was. And then for some reason, I don't know why, I did a whole like 90 degree (laughs) spin on my foot. I don't know why. And the particle just like pierced through my foot. Oh my god. Like randomly, wow. out of nowhere. Uh, and it just like caused like a huge wow. like gash through the wow. foot. Uh, whose sign I still have today. So I I can like, I know which foot I'm looking at left yeah. or right just by looking at the sign. Wow. Because the mark is like still there. It was uh, another like uh, funny kind of painful moment is um, as as. I was watching a cartoon and I felt very energized by the cartoon and I wanted to jump and I just like started jumping on my sofa and there was like a, you know, like a glass uh, kind of uh, uh, table uh, kept in the center, like there's like sofas and a glass table in the center and I just jumped from the sofa. I don't know why it was just excited <laughs> and my forehead just like gashed against oh the, God. and I got Multiple wow. skip stitches. Wow. Yeah, but you learn from those experiences. Yeah, I learned never to jump <laughs> from sofas onto glass tables. And I, learned, do 90 and I learned never to do 90 degree spins on my foot when something is piercing through. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you have a favorite memory of childhood? So, so, so these are, I wouldn't say, so I wouldn't say favorite moments. I would rephrase the term as iconic moments. Right, right. So when if you, and the way I phrase that is, if you come and you ask my mom, and you ask my dad, you ask my grandparents, you know, describe his childhood, they're gonna they're gonna tell you some moments, mm-hmm. and 
I consider them iconic moments. So these right, moments right. I keep on hearing. Right. On the, the iconic story. Yeah, iconic story. Narrative. Narrative. <laughs> yeah, you hear this like you know yeah. everyone will tell you this, and uh, I think like so. So one of them was that uh, I I also used to be very angry as a kid when I was small. Um, Tough to see that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? Uh, but I used to be also very angry and and more and more of like very stubborn. Uh-huh. Uh, so in my house. Uh, we used to live in this like building complex and whenever whenever I used to get extremely angry I would just like run out of my apartment yeah. and just like there's like a staircase and I would just like sit on that staircase mm. and I would like not go back in that's it uh, and I was like because I was just like very angry and you know the reasons could be many but and then like my mom used to be like you know come back into the house and I'm like no I'll not come back in I'll just like sit on the staircase period and you know people used to be climbing up and down the staircase all the time yeah. and I'll just be sitting over there and I used to be very like pissed off and, and angry but my and everybody tried to come and console me but everybody failed right but my mom's dad yeah he is he, he is one of the most like wisest persons I know he had a different strategy. So everybody would come in and try to say, come back in, come back in. I was like, yeah, it's like pissed off and I'm very angry and I'm yeah, not coming yeah. back in. He used to come there and sit, see me sitting on the stairs mm-hmm. and he used to be like, wow, this is a good place to sit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got the sunlight. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, and then he used to tell my mom that, just give him some food, you know, just uh, give him a pillow or something. Mm-hmm. He can relax over here. It's a good place. Mm-hmm. And then he used to just like go back to the house and I, whenever I used to hear that, I somehow felt like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I want to go back in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think this moment is very important because that, it kind of taught me how to handle like anger because everybody else would be like, come back to the house and I would, I would feel kind of more enraged and be like, no, absolutely not. I'm not, go- I'm not going back to the house. Mm-hmm. You're saying exactly the thing that I want to respond to. Mm-hmm. But here is someone who's saying something totally opposite with a very calm yeah. voice and is just playing right opposite to the books, right? right? And I didn't know how to react to that. And the only reaction I had was, and he would say that and magically after like, you know, 20 minutes, I would just like silently walk back. Right. right. Yeah, we've had, I think we've all had those moments where we're like thinking I'm going to pack everything and leave. Yes. I'm tired of this thing. <laughs> But then when you think about it, you don't have anywhere to go. You're going to get hungry at some point. Yeah. You need your bed and stuff. But yeah, you still have that thought cross your mind. But yeah, that's a good technique to whatever, whenever you want to calm somebody down, just stop telling them what to do or like what you want them to do and start start to make, kind of like empathize with what they're going through and just... You know, talk about something good. Yeah. Bring positivity. You know? Yeah. That's a good thing. Good memory. So, who has... I mean, of course, you, I think you uh, kind of answered that question. I was going to ask who was, like, a figure that you kind of admired growing up. Mm. Uh, could be a family in the family or some someone outside the family. Was there any? Yeah, I think... Like, I think I would say my parents. Your parents? Um, yeah, period. Um, because both of them working professionals, mm-hmm. but 
they never missed Im, uh, events that were important to really? me. That's so, great. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom always used to come to parent-teacher meetings. Uh-huh. Uh, she used to always somehow make time to, to come to these meetings. She used to always come for annual events. She used to always come for school function events. Yeah. Uh, my dad too. Uh, despite, you know, both of them being working professionals. And I think, you know, that that really, like, I admired that a lot. I mean, now I admire it more. more yeah. Back then, I, I, I didn't admire it that much. Undermined it. Uh, yeah, I kind of I took it for granted. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, more of the world that I saw, the yeah. more that I heard, I mean, this is something that's just fantastic. And I think... Um, kind of like having that balance which was so like I think extremely well maintained through mm-hmm. my childhood um, you know credit goes to my parents yeah. so yeah I think I think like obviously like I admire them for so many other things and of course yeah. the list is endless but I think like the one yeah. like highlight I would like to give is like them maintaining that balance which again I took it for granted but uh-huh. The more I came to know about this world and the more I learned and listened and saw and heard, I realized what an achievement that was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was your brother kind of... How, how old or is he older? Yeah, yeah. My brother is like uh, five years older to me. Mm-hmm. How was that relationship? Yeah, I mean, it was... It was like... It's a good relationship. I mean, I don't just good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, just like, good. I mean, I mean, no you know, fights. In, in, the, in the sense, no like, fights, just rainbows and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, sure, we had our own share of fights, yeah. but it was like, you know, I I can't recall too many times where we where we ever fought. I mean, right. like, wow. yeah, there were there were some you know occasions, yeah. of course, but other than that, it was all like very nice and is very nice did you also as a younger one try to imitate this stuff yeah to some extent like I I did like to support teams that he supported Mm. Uh, that's how I supported Chelsea by the way first of all I I supported it because my brother supported it that's weird Uh, if my brother was supporting a different team I would be a completely different supporter Uh, but sure I mean there are things that I've tried to imitate uh-huh. and tried to kind of uh, <clears throat> uh, follow follow him what he's doing and follow his path uh, yeah I think but, but other than that I mean of course he's also a role model to me yeah uh, I think I, as you said so our parents are mostly for most people at least it's our first go to figures yeah. that we look up to I think it's so interesting now that you're going back to our childhood also ask about their childhood mm. experience because there are certain things they went through and they what they went through made us as their children not go through certain things mm. that might have been bad for them yeah. so they changed certain stuff yeah, for us and then now we're gonna change certain stuff for our children yeah <clears throat> so to, it's, it's to, a whole chain to that point um I like to say like some things changed. Yeah. Some things didn't necessarily change. So, so for example, my my mom when she was a student in school, she was like the perfect student. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so she was the model the ideal you know like like think of like if you're if you're a teacher and you want like the perfect perfect student that was my mom right mm-hmm. uh, dedicated hard working yeah everything assignments every single thing done every exam topping you know everything like at the top of the game right mm-hmm. and she kind of brought that into childhood too mm-hmm. so she expected me and even my brother right. to be at the top of everything right uh, and so that kind of thing carried over mm-hmm. in, in parenting right so when my brother would get you know two marks three marks less there would be a you know constant yeah. review of the exam paper and, and yeah. so so in that, in that positive I mean I mean the positive side was like my mom used to write a lot of notes for like yeah. chapters and she used to be very involved in our studies too mm-hmm. and she used to and whenever we used to get our exam results we used to sit with her and she used to go through every single question every single place where we lost marks and gained marks and how we could have done better and that, that's how she came to every parent teacher meeting and everything right so because like she kind of expected us to also be those top top students and and, and so that kind of carried over onto our childhood too yeah. what's one thing you really appreciate about your mom mm. specifically I wanted you to be as specific as you can and then yeah. what's one thing you appreciate about your dad two qualities try to be specific <laughs> I think I'll start with my dad first I think uh, his ability to take decisions and his his organization skills mm-hmm. are legendary uh, because you know he work he still works in corporate mm-hmm. and because he's worked in corporate for so long he just had those skills of like taking decisions and organizing things mm-hmm. um, and you know organizing things in the sense that you know if, let's say I guess somebody relative is coming where will they get picked up mm-hmm. um, who will pick them up mm-hmm. what's the plan what's right. the itinerary you know um, his ability to organize things along those lines I always felt very safe when my father would come into the picture mm-hmm. to organize stuff because I knew everything was going to run smoothly yeah. and he would also you know organize a lot of events like community events um, now he, nowadays he's extremely active in the social uh, scene of like you know we, we, we like currently we live in this like in a high-rise building which has its own society like a building society he's so active in that and organizing events and talking to people mm. and deciding stuff and fixing up stuff uh, fixing quotations right. you know and negotiating and then coming to a firm decision and yeah. then planning to do something else and deciding on that so that is like fantastic I appreciate that a lot uh, I think in my with my mom um I think like as, as I said her involvement in studies uh, and, I, in, and and her kind of like support structure for studies was so uh, important uh, because like it kind of served the backbone of my schooling right and helped me to get into the rhythm of learning 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 so my mom is also extremely organized by the way and, and she used to write notes for every chapter uh, in school when I study and I kind of also developed that habit of like 
always like writing notes mm-hmm. and, and documenting and kind of keeping things organized and structured, which helped me all throughout college. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, you were my uh, roommate. I, I don't know if you ever saw my notes or anything. Yeah, of course. But you have definitely, I've seen those qualities that you've mentioned. I think I've seen both in you as well. Mm-hmm. You're trying to take it on as well, which, yeah. is, which is great. Try to, what you admire, you try to become. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great. So, so do you think what impact has where you've come from made that? the city, the state, mm. the country, the people you were around? Mm. How has, do you think, that uh, shaped you and your identity? I think, uh, I'd like to say that, first of all, like I've been around very loving people in general. Mm-hmm. So whether it's my parents or whether it's my neighbors mm-hmm. or whether it's my friends, my friends' parents, on the whole, like I've been around very nice people, mm-hmm. just just very nice people, and that's kind of shaped my belief that I I think that the, the default position of everyone in this world is nice, right? You know? Right. And and, and that's and, not necessarily true as well. Yeah, that's not necessarily true, and that, and that sometimes can get into trouble. Yeah. If you think everyone is nice, or you, you get, get hurt, you get hurt, yeah. and then you're like, you know, uh, but but so so that was one thing, right? And, and I think like another thing was, uh, my dad, very practical person, mm-hmm. and I've also been around people who are very practical, and that's kind of made me admire the this admire this um, this quality of. Uh, being pragmatic and practical mm-hmm. and so I try to inscribe that a lot in, into what I do into thinking is certain action practical and pragmatical and try to like develop an intuition to get to that yeah. so that's and we I think uh, yeah I think like importance of family itself is a quality which which was really fostering to me within in my parents and also the people around me about how family is extremely important. And I know it sounds very generic statement, but 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 you still need to get those things into your system, right? It still needs to you yeah, still family need to, is the heart of like uh, I think every community. Yeah, yeah. And that eventually becomes a country or yeah, yeah. a bigger community. And, yeah, and again I know like when I say like family is, is extremely important, it may sound like a very generic statement, but I feel like it still needs to be inculcated right. into people, and there have been, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people who who've not had those kind of people around, like who I've had, who may think families are dysfunctional, and that's kind of more of like a, you know, they've been around dysfunctional families, mm-hmm. right? They've been in a dysfunctional family. Who knows? Especially nowadays with everything that we've, we're going through, I think the rate of divorces yeah. are increasing. Yeah. So it's, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see in the future how it's going to be. Yeah. Some people are nowadays don't even believe in marriage. And yeah. So how are the kids going to be like? Yeah. You know, it's it's a whole debate of what can happen yeah. without the traditional family yeah. aspect. But and so, so I think those were some very important qualities. But I want to also say something that 
I wish was more done in my childhood. I, I, I just don't want to speak about the, the happy, the positive right, things. Right. Now that I reflect back, I, like, I think, like, I think, like, my parents, and very rightly so, they were protective, right? Mm. And that's obviously, like, you know, right. any parent protective with a child, but, but I think, like, in the sense that they didn't, like, allow me too much to kind of venture out into the outside world right. more, right? So, you know, and, you know, the quality of being street smart, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just was not street smart. Mm-hmm. So, so like, you know, think of, like, going to school, right? Like, I would just, like, yeah, I'd get into a car. The car would drive me to school. I'd attend school. Mm-hmm. I'd go back into the car, and I would be driven back home. That, that was it and and yeah I used to play with friends within the building mm-hmm. you know I just didn't have exposure more yeah. you know street smart exposure you know like for example Bombay right has a vast uh, train network and a bus network right and I've never ridden the trains wow. in Bombay which is which a lot of people will find shocking yeah uh, which, which is to say that, oh, you're... So there are two interpretations, right? So, so one is like, oh, you didn't need to ride the train, which is true, right? Yeah. I didn't need to ride the train. Because I was fortunate that yeah. I came from, a, you know, upper middle class family, we had cars, so I didn't need to ride the train. I didn't need to ride the bus, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I had a car and, you know, that's how I kind of commuted everywhere. But it just, it just you know, did not put in that street smartness in me because I remember... There was a day when I had to take the bus and I was just like so lost. And I was just, you know, kind of made fun what of. What age is that? Uh, that was like in, that was like around, around like 11 years old or something on those lines. Where there was like a one-off incident where I had to take the bus. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the, you know, I always right. had to. And, and I think like I struggled so much and and I just was not street smart. I didn't know, like, you know, where this bus comes, where this bus leaves. Uh, yeah, so I think, like, I think, like, that is something which, personally, when I think of my of how I would raise my kids and everything, I think, like, to give them a taste of, like, you know, the, the outside, more of the, the right world. amount. The right amount. At the same time, I think it's so important to educate them well of the... Know realities that they should be careful of. Yeah. So they have an open eye. Yeah. For you know stuff that could happen. Yeah. They're more careful about it. Right. But at the same time, they have to roam the world, and they're gonna make a lot of mistakes by themselves. Yes. Maybe they have to make certain mistakes to learn yes. from them. So. Yeah. There's a very tight rope, I think. To yeah. That's why so many maybe parents were more hesitant. Yeah. To free up the doors and. Yeah. Because of, you know, so many things, drugs and uh, thieves. Yeah. So many different things that could go wrong. Yeah, but I think, but, yeah, but I think the point is the right, it's the right amount, but I think it definitely should be done. Cause, yeah. Because, like, you know, your children are never, go- are not always going to stay with you exactly. in your house protected. There's going to be times when the protections are going to come off, the guardrails yeah. are going to yeah. come off. Yeah. And at that point, how you adapt to it, yeah. you know, it helps if you've kind of, like, being exposed to something so you know uh, kind of like the daily tasks and the daily routines of stuff and 
on things. I just like was very poor. Yeah, I was kind of the same too. And what kind of opened the doors for me a little was when I got into our regional team, soccer team. Mm. Then we had to go to practices by ourselves. Mm. Then come back from the practices. I had to take like buses for the first time the metro for the first time mm. get to know the streets how people are yeah. yeah so that for me was a blessing because that pushed me but other than that my parents were pretty much the same too very protective and and that overprotection can I think be so destructive as we kind of yeah, mentioned because then you're so eager to yeah. know what's out there that you let me try actually then. yeah let me actually go do that bad thing and see if it's really bad or not. So yeah. it's very important to, I, you know, not shut off everything. Yeah. But educate and let them do, the, do it their way. Always be there for them, I think. Uh, so what, what did you always like to become when you were a child? Like, <laughs> what was the first thing? You were like, oh, I want to be this. I think I, think I said, I want to be a driver. Driver? Yeah. <laughs> A driver, just a car driver. Yeah, it's a car, <laughs> a car driver. What, what, what intrigued you? Just I don't know. I just like, I just like, I, I have no clue what intrigued me. I, I think I just like liked. So, so you know, back in my childhood again, uh, I used to kind of play, you know, with with stuff in my house, and we had like a, like a fruit, bowl in which we kept fruits in, and that was like this kind of basket kind of thing. And sometimes I just used to take that and pretend it was a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. I would just like ride it and pretend yeah. I'm in a car. I just, I just liked it. Didn't I it? like to be a driver. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's funny because I don't have a license. I don't know how to drive yet. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I failed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I mean, I just don't have a license. But yeah, I don't know. It just wanted to be a driver, yeah. Mm. Um, what were you into as a child? Like, what was your hobby or what was the what was the thing you're like eager to spend time on when you're um younger? what intrigue I mean yeah. obviously driving bit I know that <laughs> but other than that what, what um, drew you in yeah I mean like I there wasn't any like particular thing mm-hmm. that I was like totally into mm-hmm. um, I didn't have any you know, like posters of stuff or anything like yeah. that. I didn't have that. No, I, like I, I just no. Sometimes for some people it's books, for some it's movies. I mean, for for it. me it was like yeah. I mean, I had my toys. Uh, I was toys, into yeah. GI Joes. GI Joes, you, you yeah. know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Action figures. Action figures. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was a lot into that. Uh, but but yeah, I, I, there was nothing like that. There was nothing that like. I was obsessed with mm-hmm. or I was like into into you know mm-hmm. I, I used to have my toys used to play with them it's just I know it sounds mm-hmm. it doesn't like help answer a question but yeah. it just wasn't anything particular yeah. it's, it's cool that's 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 the point we want to hear different you know perspectives and different um, you know points of view and journeys of different people so after high school how what did um how did you know you wanted to do econ as your major? Yeah, I think um, I had this inclination that I would always like econ as a subject. It's more of like internally uh-huh. uh, 
did you have readings of it or yeah i mean i, I so so okay so my my granddad who i mentioned before uh, he, he was uh, like a scholar in economics uh, so maybe that kind of flew into my blood where i was like always i i just had this intuition that econ would be something that i would be interested in and i wasn't wrong i mean in in grade 9 we first encountered economics as a subject and i just liked it and i just like was drawn towards it um and i felt and this is very important i felt that this is something that i could study and it would not feel like i'm studying really yeah that's a good yeah. point yeah so you know the moment that and and i think what what is it? i think Einstein said this on you I think it was Einstein who said this and he said that whatever you remember mm. after you finish school uh-huh. whatever you remember from education that is something that Should that be. that you're passionate about right and and I I like and I can I don't remember any okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah so I mean <laughs> uh, that's I'm sure you remember something, but I think, but I think in my case, like, I still very freshly remember the econ classes really? and the, all the topics that we studied, and wow. and I could, I could go in and teach them wow. if I want to in 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 my in the great tour. Yeah. Um, so I think like you know all that kind of fit in and and kind of told me that yeah I think this is something that I would be interested. In. And again, uh, I I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um how was the schooling different? You know, compared to college in US or or the schooling in terms of um obviously you just experienced college here. But um in terms of also the how the teachers are, yeah. how the culture is. Yeah. Different. So So India is a country I mean we are very it's a very academically driven country. So so what I mean by that is in terms of like getting into colleges pretty much there's like one dimension that's matters and that's how much you score in the exams. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Uh yeah you could be you could have had these amazing social engagements and events. you could be great at great at sports i mean if you're extraordinarily good in sports that's a different story mm-hmm. but you could be great in sports you could be a very all-rounded well-balanced individual mm-hmm. but if you just don't clear that particular cut off mm-hmm. in your exams you're not going to get in right um and so so as a result the schooling is very academically driven where there is uh an almost obsessive obsession like focus on uh, exams mm-hmm. which you know is detrimental uh, it is also in a, it has its own advantages disadvantages it's also detrimental to the to the students the pressure the amount of pressure they come under mm-hmm. um, and you know i i came under that same amount of pressure and So I I so so in the sense like there are these top institutions uh engineering institutions kind of equivalent to like an MIT 
and to get into that you have to give one of the exams which is considered one of the most like difficult exams and you have to get above a certain grade in those exams and so the amount of pressure and the amount of like like kind of like focus and and, and, and hard work required it's, it's a lot of it's a lot on the students I think yeah and I was I was on the, on the same path and I just could not take that yeah, so I, I said like I can't do this uh, this is too much for me um, and you know it's it's a lot so I think like the schooling is very academically driven and very academically focused and a lot of attention is given on exams where I think you could slightly cut down that kind of obsession and teach more you know things right so, more like hands-on stuff more experiment experimental experimental stuff. yeah and, and I think more of like just to sh- say that this is what is th- happening in the real world outside right 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 exactly this is, this is applicable what, yeah applicable stuff yeah, yeah I, exactly this is what the world is outside this is a yeah, exactly. these are certain you know certain important events these are certain things going on outside yeah. I want you to be aware of the, aware yeah. of them uh, and again to be, to be well balanced I want you to you know find a passion good in social engagement stuff do that yeah so yeah I think it's very academically driven uh, yeah just to give an example give an example, <laughs> give an example. <laughs> let me so, so one of the top institutions uh-huh. um, it's like India is one of the best institutions uh, for econ mm-hmm. right to get into the econ department as a student right. you have to they, you have to clear uh, their cut off lists mm-hmm. right their cut off lists uh, which they give and, and it's like oh you have to get about certain percentage in these exams to, to even qualify for as to get a seat right um, so they give a first cut off right so this is so what do you think was the cut off that that cut off for in their econ department it's like on a percentage scale right so out of 100% what do you think was the cut off so again it's it's the best it's one of the best institutions in the country how, how many people they lay off or how many people they get they get so so you have to you have to cross this cut off uh-huh. to even be considered as an application right so and, like and, they, and again this is 20% yeah, but I'm saying like, what do you think was that cutoff out of hundred percent? Like, what? How much do you think a student had to get above to to as a grade? As as a percentage, right? Okay. So as a, like above ninety percent, above ninety five percent. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the so. So that's the average grade. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like no. it's like average of the but best four subjects. Based on hundred percent and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think uh, was that cutoff? Again, just to give context, this is one of the best institutions. Best in, best, best. One of the best in the country. And the econ department is one of the best in the country. What do you think? 87, 90? 87, 90. That's a guess. Yeah. The cutoff was, if I'm not wrong, at least in my year, it was 99 oh point... Oh <laughs> 99.6%? Uh, 99.7% guess what that's the cut off right oh yeah um, 95% of seats are filled wow okay at, at a 99.6% or 99% cut off right so they release a second list 
right? Because they're like, okay, now we need, now we didn't ca- capture the enough uh-huh. batch. Second list comes out. <laughs> if it was like, yeah, it was like, if it was like ninety nine point six in the first list, second list is like ninety nine point four. And guess what? All the seats are filled in. Done. I mean, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing. It's part of the because of the population. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, I have this segment that I pull up an old photo from the guest Instagram. Oh no. And I'll get your reaction. My Instagram is like <laughs> I know it's not much in there, but. I want to get your reaction um, what was going on here and also how's that person here different has changed now okay ready yeah ready yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is in 2017 so really this is yeah. 2017 January 2017 oh yeah could be yeah again not that so not that old it's yeah. been a while though yeah, I mean, you know, not, 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 <laughs> not, not that so long. Much. Yeah, not so but sometimes, for me, I look. I've said it before too. I look back like a week, a week back, or sometimes two days back, and I'm yeah. like, "What was I thinking?" You know, do you, you want to so describe what's happening in the picture? What, what do you see in the picture? Whatever you wanna, you wanna. But what do you, what do you, what do you see in the picture? What do you, can you describe? Oh, what, I, what I bring? Yeah, what do you see in the picture? I see stress relief <laughs> and uh, it, it resonates with me because I've also experienced this kind of massage <laughs> with my cousin. Yeah. It's good. It's great. And yeah. your uh, body position is very funny. <laughs> can, can I see a picture? Yeah. I mean, it's like... You're pretty much dead in this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to visit my aunt and, you know, my cousin. That's my cousin. That's your cousin too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she was at the perfect age where, like, if she would stand on top of my body, yeah, it would not be a lot right of pressure. Of pressure yeah. But yeah, not, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Right? It would be perfect. Yeah. And so I would just tell her to walk on my back, and she would just walk on my back, and 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 my aunt happened to click a picture of that. Have you changed um, from then? Something that no, you- I don't think I've changed. From, I mean, I. That's I mean, not a good thing. So so. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> three you know, years. I, 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 I like. Not like, not like. Sohan, obviously, your identity yeah. stays the same, but certain. From twenty seventeen. Certain things that you wanted to improve upon. From twenty seventeen. Yeah. You I mean, I think graduated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in <laughs> what twenty seventeen Jan was when I was in my sophomore year or junior year actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like, back then, I mean, I was still in college, so I guess that I hadn't, I hadn't yet encountered the real world. Mm. I was still in college. What would you tell that person right in that photo? Um, yeah, I think I would tell that person just to... The value system which he had back then, uh-huh. just make sure that the value system stays. Mm. And, and to... How so? Having that. So in the sense that... Like when I got admission here into into Drexel in twenty fifteen, uh-huh. uh, I was I developed a value system as to you know uh, consistently performing, doing hard work. Uh-huh. I believed was the key to success, mm-hmm. and I did that all throughout my college life. Mm-hmm. And that was again a moment where I was doing that in my college life. And I think I would say to that person that whatever is in whatever is in in internal 
what was inside your control, mm-hmm. whatever you can control, make sure you're optimizing that. Make sure you're doing that to the best you can. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell that to him. And I think at, at that time I was on that path. Mm-hmm. And so my advice to him would be just... But you had questions or... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just there was a bit of uncertainty what's going to happen yeah, in the yeah, future, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, I still have that uncertainty. That's yeah, always yeah. uncertainty. That's <laughs> part of it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think I would tell that person that yeah, the uncertainty is of course there. Don't let that uncertainty bog you down too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep on uh, doing what you're doing, right. and have faith in God. Right. I think I would I would just tell that person to just keep on doing keep what you're doing. Don't lose don't lose yeah. focus. Just keep be on the right stay on that track um, yeah again it's not too bad so it's yeah. so yeah I get it no it's a good answer yeah so obviously I know you're on OPT right now on uh, yeah doing the uh, work thing training what's it, what's it called optional practice optional practice <laughs> Yeah, so um, you're on, you're doing that, and I want to get a, your view of um, how's that going, and um, if you were to go back to you know not yet starting, yeah, what would you do different if you could? Would I think definitely. Better? I mean, this is very. I mean, it sounds very boring. It's more like a work related yeah. thing. I think I definitely pay more more and and invest more time into uh, coding uh-huh. and, and, and I should be doing that even now yeah uh, to make things run faster to automate processes I think I'm quite weak in that and I think uh, going back having started again I think I would have just developed I would have just spent much more time to develop that as, as of now I am trying to develop that but I would spend much more time back then what does ideally end of 2020 look for you what what's the best position you can be in that you you know yeah you're like okay i'm con- i'm convinced i'm content i'm I think, happy you know yeah i think the best position as of 2020 is if i hit my goals which i've yeah. said and i think so that's what the goals are to be to become i, I don't want to say proficient but to become relatively comfortable in, in coding or in a certain data analytics language and to feel like I've contributed to my job, to feel like I've added value to my right, job, right. that fulfillment, if I can get that, and if I feel that I am developed a certain proficiency in, 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 in something, and that's a goal, um, I think that would be an ideal, and that would be a good situation, to, a good moment to end 2021. I think it's definitely doable. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to set, I don't want to set like outlandish goals, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to say that oh, if I lose like 15 kgs, or something like that, or <laughs> yeah, get, get a six yeah, pack. Yeah. I don't want to say stuff like that. I want to say things which are realistic because I'm a realistic. Uh, right. I, I, like I'm a, uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 I believe in realism, yeah, right? Believe, I'm a realist. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. So I think I'll set goals which I which are definitely challenging. Which yeah. have to be right because yeah, they're yeah. goals, but then which are definitely realistic. Yeah. I think by the end of 2020, if I can get a sense of I've added value to the company and I've developed this particular skill which was lacking, 
and become more familiar with it. I think that's a good note to end 2020. That's why I bring it up too, because to bring that into perspective for some people, yeah, their goal is too big. Yeah. It's not that reachable or it's too, you're, you're, they realize it's too small. It's right there, it's right at the corner. It's not, yeah. gonna, it's not gonna last until the end yeah. of the year. So yeah, bring that into perspective. And also when you say it just out loud, it just makes yourself more into that zone of bringing yourself, okay, this is yeah. what I have to do. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because we both love dance as well. Oh, yes. Yes, I had to bring this up. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you should have said this, what you were into, dance, of course. Yeah. I mean, when, 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 did that, when did that start or when did that come to be? Uh, when I was, again, when I was small, um, I used to do this thing where it just... Dance just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Right, to be honest. Um, and I used to do this kind of thing where I used to dance and I used to pretend as if there's audience. So sometimes in my... Yeah. I would, so that I would do personally. But even also like I would... Sometimes when I was small, I would say my, to my mom and to my, to my dad, to my parents, to my family, yeah. and extended family and just to come to visit, sit here, sit <laughs> on the sofa. Yeah. And it's like a kind of like a performance, yeah. you know? And they put on like some you know music and I would dance and they would ask if like they are. What yeah. age is that around? Uh, that that would be again around like you know twelve years old. Yeah. Uh, again, dance just came out from absolutely nowhere. Wow. I just don't remember where it came from. No, no, I just don't know how it just came wow. out. And 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 our family, there's a history of dance in our family. Uh-huh. I mean, it's. It's not like anyone in my family is a good dancer yeah. when they were when they were young or anything. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it's a genetic thing at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not so fun. I it, love that. If it's I if it's absolutely it's not genetic, the <laughs> then I don't know what it is. So it's one of the best things I think in the world, right? Yeah, just like <laughs> randomly, I just have it. I just <laughs> have it. And you know, and you know, it's like it's like funny. It's like. You know, like sometimes you come across people who are like super smart and intelligent, right? And to and you're like, wow, how do you do that? And uh-huh. the, and the person is like, I don't know, like I just yeah. I, so the, the kind of vision, the what the the way yeah. they are seeing it is, is at a much higher level than you, but it feels completely normal to them. Right. I I, I realize how that feels when I dance, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I dance, I feel like I'm doing like. Natural, you know, natural thing is coming on nat- of course you will do the step right, right. of course you're going to do the step yeah. of course the music you're going to interpret the music in this way and the beat falls and you're going to do this but the other people just can't like do it they just don't have the, on that same rhythm yeah. and then I realize that okay that's how it feels right because yeah. the way I'm interpreting the music is something so natural to me which other people are just not interpreting the music mm-hmm. It's the same how I feel that sometimes like I meet like super smart people and the way they are seeing things is so natural to them but it's just such a high level to me and I'm like wow. <laughs> yeah. From farthest I can remember dance has always been really? with me. Don't you, don't you feel like when you're <laughs> dancing you're doing like things which like yeah you should do this yeah, and, and I will make this I, but I feel so free like that's yeah. the freest form of being and I just 
Yeah. I don't care about like anything. I man. agree. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. just the music, the beat, and yeah. this body doing the work. Yeah, and then, and then you know, and then somebody says, "How do you do that?" And you're like, "I don't know." Like, just <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Remember that time after the finals? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the public. <laughs> I don't know, like random Tunisian girl joined yeah, yeah, us. <laughs> I still have her on Instagram. Um, okay, so we talked about that, and so we're coming to an end here, and these are the couple last questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is a new question, okay. but I think it's interesting. Okay. What What was your first ever paid gig? Did you... What, when was that? Or did you have that? For which I got paid? Something yeah, like the first, paid? they were like, okay, if you do this, I'll, I'll, I'll give this to you. For this one, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, our parents have done it because of great... Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking of something so, for okay. a service which I paid, yeah, yeah, for which yeah, I got paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that was an on-campus job which I did when I entered university. What, so what, what job was it? It was uh, working at the recreation center. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember. I was like a court attendant, so I had to kind of like yeah. oversee all the basketball and all that stuff. And they got rid of it, right? Midway? Yeah, they got rid of it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, yeah, that was my first ever thing for what I did that I got paid yeah. for my service, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, that moment was unreal when the, the first uh, when the check came yeah, in the first time. And I opened my door and 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 the funny thing was like when it came through a mail, I was like I don't know what I used to get like all random mail and I was yeah. like this is also one yeah, of those yeah, random yeah. mails and it's like almost almost <laughs> almost <laughs> destroyed the check yeah. <laughs> almost I, I tore a small portion yeah. of it in the corner and then I, and then I realized what it was and I was like. This is unreal. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So these are the last three. What's one tip or a life hack? It could be anything that you've learned or implemented recently. It could be from an app to a technique of whatever or a tool or I don't know, something that you're like that has made my life easier, has does something yeah, I, I, I think I've been very, so far, through this whole podcast, I've been very uh, kind of like uh, uh, didactic is the word. I have no idea what that means. Okay. <laughs> that means very like someone who preaches a lot. Okay, okay. Right? I think I've been a little bit towards that in this whole podcast talking so. about like no, philosophy. I think the listeners <laughs> think I'm just some like boring like you know, <laughs> some guy loves preaching and talking about like discipline and, uh, and organization skills and everything. Uh, so I'm going to say a life hack which is like a technological piece of device yeah. so, so people know that I, yeah, I yeah, also yeah. do all that stuff. And I have it right in front of me uh, is uh what is is Bluetooth headphones? Wow. headphones. So so I <laughs> I actually came so 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 see this as you know I love dancing right so yeah, I yeah. always love listening to music yeah and I always love listening to music and dancing right and uh, so a lot of times I would like listen to earphones put uh-huh. in my ear the music is very loud and I would dance right With the wire be, and that'd stuff. be perfect right yeah. that'd be wired right yeah. But there's always the problem of like the wires coming out yeah, of my phone yeah, and yeah. you know all that stuff, right? <laughs> and 
I always thought like, is there a better way for this? Yeah. And then Apple launched the AirPods. AirPods, and I was like, that's just too expensive. Yeah. I'm never gonna get an AirPod. And I'm like, I guess there's a middle ground, right? You <laughs> yeah. have the wired yeah. earphones, right. which are connected to your phone, and so many hours went into untangling it and you know you know those days you put it in jump put it into a bag and you take it out and the wires were all twisted and you would like untangle all the wires yeah. and, then, and then connect it to your phone and put it in and everything and then I just didn't know there was a middle ground to this that you <laughs> could get you could eliminate the wires yeah but it also didn't mean that you had to get an Apple iPod earphone which cost like 200 right. bucks and whatever. Right. And I came across Bluetooth headphones uh-huh. and it's like changed my life since then. Because because of that, I rely on the headphones a lot because right. not only dance but I listen to a lot of podcasts also. It just changed my life. Mm-hmm. I'll go to that extent to say it's changed my life. It just made things so, so much convenient. Whether it's through dancing yeah. Especially in dancing, yeah. and and to you know just operate on daily yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. 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 Uh, I also have this segment that asks the guests one song that they recommend. Ah, okay. So you can think about it, and at the end, or on the Instagram, we can I post it. Up, obviously, every time I post it. But if you don't have one on top of your head, if you have, you go ahead and say it. But if you don't, well, you guys have to wait and check the Instagram and <laughs> see what the song is. Okay. Um, but you want a song? I mean, I can I can tell a song. Okay. Do you have it? Does it have Hindi, English? Like whatever. It's like your something you recommend. Whatever. Yeah. Um, there is this movie uh, called Lutera. It's a, it's a Bollywood film and I would say its soundtrack is just phenomenal right. and it's one of my personal favorite movies and the soundtrack is phenomenal and I think like any song from that movie soundtrack is just beautiful and it's a really beautiful film so I think it, it is slow the music is slow but it's very beautiful so uh, the movie is called Lutera L-O- yeah, L O O T E R A. Oof. It, a it, lot of vowels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it means it means thief. Thief. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie, and its soundtrack is beautiful. So I would I would say any song from the soundtrack Great. is just. Thanks beautiful. for that. We're gonna check it out. Um, and also teach us something in your language, a word or a sentence. Which language do you want? Do you want Hindi or Bengali? Or whatever your main language is. I, I, I'd say a, a Bengali. I'd say a very, uh, this is a very, fa- very famous song in Bengali. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to sing it because I'm not going to sing yeah. it. But I'll, I'll tell you what the line is. Yeah. And I'll translate that. It's a very iconic song. Yeah. And so the, f- it's like two lines. And so the first, so the first line is, Jodi um, Tor Dak Shune. It's hard. That's the first line. That's the first line. Yeah. What does that mean? I'll translate it. Or, 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 or
nobody hears mm-hmm. your voice mm-hmm. okay and if nobody hears your voice and comes out that's the first time jodi jodi dal sunai ke na aashe means if nobody hears your voice you voice come and comes out or or showcases himself herself or oh okay or reveals himself as it's not going to be discovered you think that's the second line yeah no not really <laughs> so the second line is it's a good second guess though yes uh, that's <laughs> fine the second line is tobe akla chalore which means means then you walk the path alone ah oh. so so basically yeah, this that's, that's interesting so basically you're you're going on a journey something that is very meaningful to you and you you voice it out that I'm I'm tackling this situation I'm, I'm um you know I'm going to this noble cause is anybody out there willing to join me on this like cause on this path right and if nobody lends out a voice and nobody comes out or nobody reveals themselves or nobody supports you then just walk the path alone well wow. that's pretty much what it says it's great so I I want to be able to say it. Oh, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> so you have to teach something okay. I can say. Okay, okay. So how about how about uh main main tum se main tum se good good. Okay. So main tum se next word is pyar. Pyar. Main tum se pyar. 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 That's good. मैं तुमसे प्यार करता इट्स वे टू लव करता मैं तुमसे प्यार करता हु हु यस और आई लव द एंडिंग या या मैं तुमसे प्यार हु मैं तुमसे प्यार करता हूं ओह मैं तुमसे प्यार करता हूं या व्हिच मींस आई लव यू वाओ सो लव यू या मैं तुमसे प्यार Karta. Who? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got it. All right. Thank you, so so. Thank you. Yeah. For being here. Thank you for having me. Having the discussion. It was lovely to have you, and I look forward I to hearing this. <laughs> yeah, you should. I'm gonna post it as soon as I can. So, thank you guys for listening as well. Um, this was the second episode of the Way to Go podcast with Pedram. Uh, you can see the picture with today's guest on Instagram at Kevani Pedron. Also, feel free to leave your thoughts and recommendations slash comments about the episode over there. And see you next time. Bye. Say bye, Sosa. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> All right, great. You want to sit here or here? Wait, 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 because we have one mic set up, it's okay. better to be. I mean, your voice is pretty low. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about just talk so I can hear if the volume. Can I can I say something? Can I yeah, just test? Go. Okay. Um, yeah, I took the six train here. Uh, never taken the six train before, so I don't travel to Upper East too much. Oh yeah, I should show you around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it working fine? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Can I okay. listen to how it sounds on the mic? Yeah, you want it to listen. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. How does it sound? Uh, so if I listen, so so this is connected to this to my laptop. And so that's the output coming through there. Output from here. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
Yo, so, how are you, so so? You good? <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that like a. You're gonna give a signal, right, when it's starting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna edit it, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Is that a theme song or something? Is there a theme music or something of the book? Oh, that's in the edits. Oh, okay. Edits. <laughs> You're not gonna hear. Okay. <laughs> so I just, I thought to start this podcast, I should start with like a something interesting. So I found this joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment with it. Okay. So you say, "What's the best thing about Switzerland?" And then I say, "I don't know, but the flag is a big plus." <laughs> too bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's the cringe. It's the yeah, cringe that I'm going for. But then, like, fake laughs. We both do, okay? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs>